Good afternoon, everyone. This is Bluff City Bets brought to you by Bluff City Media. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Monday, April 24th, 2023, and the Memphis Grizzlies are back in L.A. tonight for Game 4 of the first round of the NBA playoffs. Obviously, we didn't record for the last couple games with the John Moran injury up in the air and just not knowing what he was going to look like. And then for Game 2, if he was even going to play, I just decided to just do the play of the game series, try to stay away from the podcast, kind of let things develop. Um, there was just not a lot of information to go off of, honestly, and didn't want to kind of, you know, sell you guys short, so decided against the podcast. But looks like we're good to go for tonight. Knock on wood, no new news regarding injury reports. Obviously, we saw what John Morant looks like, which is in the short terms looks great. Looks like Dylan Brooks, there's no suspension or anything in the cards for him. So, looks like both teams will be as full go as they can be at this point in the season. And pretty much what we expected going into this series. So, honestly, we'll we'll talk about, obviously, um, the bets for tonight. I'm kind of more using this as a therapy session, honestly, for what we saw on Saturday night. Um, And then we'll talk about the bets and just kind of how everything is impacted by, you know, what we've seen and kind of what the lines suggest. But as always, the play of the game is already out on all the Bluff City Media socials. So TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok, if I didn't say that. Those are the uh, play of the game is already listed on all those. I like it a lot. It did move, so I, a little spoiler, it did move down a point. It's an under, and it moved down from you know, a point um, in the wrong direction, if you will. But I still like it. I don't think it really matters if you got it at 13.5 or 12.5. I'm not going to say what it was, but I'm sure you can take a guess when I talk about um, just, just everything going on currently. So with all that being said, obviously we saw the Grizzlies end up losing to the Lakers in Game 3. Ended up being 111-101, to 101, which is very flattering for the Grizzlies considering what we saw to start that game. Grizzlies only scored 9 points in that first quarter. Was, was one of, if not the most painful, embarrassing, sad performances I've ever seen in my life um, in any sport as a fan. And if anyone follows soccer, I'm a Chelsea fan. And if you know anything about how that's all going, that kind of shows exactly what this first quarter made me feel like. And it was it was, it was was tough to watch. Um, obviously, Dylan Brooks being the main culprit here, if you will, just for, you know, he said it, not me, poking the bear with LeBron James and then ultimately shooting the Grizzlies out of that game before then getting himself kicked out of the game and then the Grizzlies looking better after that fact. And now he's back. So, and I've talked about Dylan Brooks multiple times and my dislike for him as, you know, as a basketball player who can impact winning on the Grizzlies. He may go somewhere else. I wouldn't be surprised if we trade him to a bad team, whether that's San Antonio, Houston, a team like that. And then he goes and averages 18 points a game, plays good defense and, you know, talks trash and talks about how, you know, Memphis gave up on him, how all this stuff. But he's not a winning player. Um, you can't do the things that he does consistently. And then I've also just never seen anyone with his level of offensive ability have the green light that he has, which I do think signifies a bigger problem that we've seen multiple times throughout this season with the Grizzlies. And this isn't me, you know, ripping on the Grizzlies, acting like the season's over or anything like that. This is just trying to get this off my chest. And then also I think this is a, you know, whether or not the Grizzlies, if the Grizzlies go on and win the NBA Finals this year, I think this discussion remains the same, is that guys like Dylan Brooks having the ultimate green light is the issue that the Grizzlies have currently is because he has that ultimate green light to do it because there's really no one who's going to tell him not to do so. There's really He is the veteran of the team, so... It just makes for a very awkward dynamic, 
And earlier in the season, he we had these stretches where he'd shoot the ball a lot. It didn't work. He looked bad, and then he'd almost regress back to, or I wouldn't even say regress. He'd fall back into playing good defense, playing his role. He was only taking like seven, eight shots a game, and the team benefited greatly from doing that. And then we saw old Dylan, if you will, again, and he was trying to prove a point um, and ultimately let let the team down, fouls out, or gets ejected for the foul, which, I mean, yes, when he's on offense, he's a he's a minus, but he is one of the best defenders, perimeter defenders in the league, in my opinion, and I think in everyone's opinion. So he is valuable in some assets, but the risk or the reward isn't worth the risk, if you will. So that's kind of where I'm at with Dylan. That's all I'll talk about there. But Grizzlies did show fight to get back in that game. They did only score nine points. It's not only Dylan Brooks's fault um, in that first quarter. And then as the game progressed, we saw the Grizzlies look more and more comfortable. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s foul trouble was an issue, which for me, for my sake, was very painful because my play of the game was Jaron Jackson Jr. over 31.5 points, rebounds, assist. He had three fouls within eight minutes, with eight minutes to go in the second quarter, and from there there was really no chance. He finished with 18 PRA, I think, on the night, so we didn't even get – we barely got to halfway on that. So that was a tough watch, but, I mean, I, I talked about it on the live show um, – before the game, is that anything with Jaron Jackson Jr., you're always going to run that risk of foul trouble being the thing that you know ultimately loses you the bet, and that was the case for the night. So Grizzlies did fight back. We obviously saw John Morant go crazy in that fourth quarter, I think 22 straight points. He ended up hitting six threes on the night. So clearly, knock on wood, it doesn't seem like the wrist or hand or whatever it may be is, is an issue. Um, it definitely was early in that game, but he seemed to figure it out. So hopefully from the jump, I mean, it can't get any worse than it did on Saturday, and the Grizzlies ended up only losing by 10. So I'm actually very confident about the game tonight, which will kind of lead us into our bets. Um, plus 4.5 for the Grizzlies, I absolutely love. I know they're in L.A. I know the Grizzlies haven't covered in L.A. so far, but I think tonight it really is a back-against-your-wall game for the Grizzlies since you go down 3-1, I mean, you're, it's pretty much done and dusted. I don't think that LeBron and AD are going to blow a 3-1 lead. So you got to win this next one. Uh, I expect them to do so. So getting plus four and a half, I think, is still a good line in favor of the Grizzlies. Actually, at plus five right now on DraftKings is what I'm looking at. So you get even a bit more juice there, or another half point there. So I will go with um, plus four and a half for that game. Or sorry, for the spread. Looking at over under, it's currently set at 20, 222 and a half. So these two teams, I believe, they've only gone over once in this season that they've played each other. I'll double check, but I believe that was the stat. Yes. Yeah, so they went over on. The first game of the playoffs um, was the only time in 128-112 in favor of the Lakers was the only time that these two teams have gone over all season that they've played each other. Obviously, Grizzlies being one of the under one of the under heavy favorite teams in the league because of their good defense and bad half court offense, and the Lakers are going to want to slow these games down, play you know half court basketball, and that kind of plays into the under. So, and again, we saw the under hit again on. Saturday, 222.5. I actually like the over here, kind of going against everything I said. It just seems like one of those games that everyone should be kind of fire, firing on all cylinders. And I think the Grizzlies, with John Morant looking a lot more comfortable, will be able to get enough points to cover and hit the over. And I really don't think there's a stop for Anthony Davis um, when he's playing like he did on Saturday. My luck, I bet him to score 20 points on game two. Um, obviously bet the, the Grizzlies to win, but I did take 80, 20-plus points, and he was an absolute loss on offense is the best way I can describe it. I don't know what his deal was. He just seemed uninterested, uh, was soft, obviously got that elbow to the face that he acted like he was, you know, 
paralyzed on the waist down, but Anthony Davis um, is definitely someone who's going to get his points regardless. So I think the Grizzlies, and you know, we the big thing with with the Grizzlies on defense is if Jaron Jackson Jr. can stay out of foul trouble like he did within those first two games. So I would go over 22.5 points, Grizzlies plus five as the spread in total for this game. Just kind of sifting through some of the player props now. Um, John Morant over 28.5 points. I would go over on that just because, this, like I said, this game is really do or die. We saw him just have 45 points coming back from an injury. Two nights ago, I think confidence from Ja is going to be high. And we've seen on two occasions just this season him score 20-plus points in a quarter against the Lakers. So he'll get hot against the Lakers, and they really have no one to stop him. Um, no no one on this on the Lakers team is, and no one really in the NBA is a match for John Morant when he's feeling good, especially if he's hitting threes like he was hitting the other night. So John Morant over 28.5 points I like a lot. I know his assist earlier was at 7.5, if that's still the case. Yes, it is. I would also go over on John Morant assist at seven and a half he had 13 in that game as well to go along with his 45 points and he played 41 minutes in that game so you got the Grizzlies essentially at a blowout John Morant plays 41 minutes and comes back and almost you know leads or leads them to a respectable loss if nothing else so I like seven and a half assist a lot there for John Morant Anthony Davis is over under is currently set at 23 and a half obviously like I just said AD is just someone that seems like he either wakes up wakes up on the wrong side of the bed or feels great and just dominates so what ad we get tonight for uh, you know as a grizzlies fan's sake i hope we get the the bad ad but he looked very comfortable the other night had 31 points in his 39 minutes that he played so 31 points and 17 rebounds from anthony davis in that last game i would expect to see something in the middle between that game and then obviously game two he had 13 and nine so i'd expect him to settle somewhere in like the 23 and 12 range which for the sake of the over, it's at 23.5, which is a good line. Um, I wouldn't take the under just because I'd feel stupid if I did, and then he ended up playing to his potential and just dominates the paint um, like we, we've seen him be able to do, especially against the Grizzlies and their lack of size. So I'd probably stay away from 80 points. Um, rebounds is also very high at 13.5, so I'd probably stay away from that as well. In terms of some other players for the Lakers, obviously LeBron James and how that kind of matchup with Dylan Brooks pans out. I know LeBron doesn't really seem to be phased by that. He had 25 in Game 3. Um, Over-under is currently set at 27.5. It is high, but with LeBron James, it's another one like Anthony Davis. I would never go on the under just because he can catch fire so quickly. Um, and whether or not it's the right bet or not, just as a, you know, I'm not playing any deep numbers here by any stretch of the imagination it's really just optically um and who makes this team go i wouldn't want to take a lebron james under and feel stupid with doing so um carrying on on some grizzly player props now and this is something i also wanted to touch on just in my rant segment is luke Kennard and what's going on there because we obviously saw what luke Kennard can be and what the grizzlies can benefit from having luke Kennard play the way that he's capable of playing I mean, he's only shot – he shot one three the other night in 25 minutes. Um, that that just can't happen. I mean, Luke Kennard is statistically, I think, the best three-point shooter in the NBA this season regarding field goal percentage from three. So why this guy who we brought in as a three-point shooter is only taking one three in 25 minutes. Granted, maybe the, the, you know, the Lakers have played good defense on him. That's a possibility. But still, Luke Kennard should – he's got to get up at least seven threes tonight minimum. Um and if he, if he eats into Dylan Brooks' minutes, even better. So Luke Kennard over under threes currently, if I'm 
DraftKings is at one and a half. So right there, Luke Kennard over one and a half threes. I absolutely love. Um, I think they're going to find a way to get him involved, just get into the flow of the offense. I think that's crucial to this team's success. So over one and a half threes is a bet I like a lot. With that over eight and a half points, I think is also a good bet for Luke Kennard. I could definitely see him hitting three threes tonight and get back to what we've seen him do in that that stretch towards the end, middle of the year, um, when he was a very important player for the Grizzlies. Just kind of, I'm honestly just kind of sifting through um, DraftKings here, just kind of you know talking my way through it, looking at Desmond Bain over. Uh, Desmond Bain's been weird because he hasn't been bad, but and he was actually great in some of the in game two especially, but. In his points, uh, I don't think he's hit an over in points so far this playoffs. I think he's 0 for 3 so far. And just in general, I guess it's when he's over under set. It's at 20.5 right now. So if you're looking at 20.5, he has hit in 7 of his last 10. Um, it was at 22.5 that game that he had 22 in game 1. So for the sake of the playoffs, he hasn't gone over his listed total for the day. But in terms of the 20-and-a-half line, he has gone over at once against the Lakers. Had 17 in Game 2, 18 in Game 3. I would probably just stay away. I don't know what his, you know, and then John Morantz and Jaron Jackson Jr. being the focal points of the offense is one of the main reasons why, obviously, Bain isn't maybe taking as many shots as we want him to. But at 20-and-a-half, I would probably just stay away from Bain as well. Um, and then, yeah, just looking at some other, obviously, Desmond Bain over rebounds currently is at 5-and-a-half. I think that's a bit too high. I like it when it's at four and a half, but five and a half is kind of where you start to get a bit concerned. Desmond Bain over three and a half assists is one that I like a lot. So he has hit this in eight of his last 10 games overall. Only had two against the Lakers last game, one against them in game two, which is weird because Ja didn't play and he had the ball in his hands a lot, but I think that was just an anomaly. But before that, he hit it in eight straight games before um, game two. So I like Desmond Bain over three and a half assists. Usually you've been seeing that at four and a half. And obviously, John Morant back in the lineup is a big reason for that line being moved down. But I still like it. Even with John Morant, I don't think he usually has an issue with getting those four assists. Um, I can tell you here. So in his last 10 games with John Morant, he has hit over three and a half assists in seven of 10 games. So uh, you're still getting a good volume, a good sample size of Desmond Bain, obviously, with those assist numbers. With John Morant on the court, either way, I like over three and a half assists for um for Desmond Bain. And then to close it out, um, we'll go to some head-to-head player props. I like these on DraftKings. You have Jaron Jackson Jr. minus 5.5 points against Austin Reeves. Um, I like that. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to have a big game tonight. I think it's very important for him to do so. Just stay away from the stupid fouls. That's the thing. If Jaron's going to block a shot, showing why he's the defensive player of the year, and he hits someone on the arm and gets an early foul, I'm completely fine with that. But he picked up an early foul on just a stupid illegal screen. He does it constantly. And he's talked about it on, I think it was the mismatch um, live show, he talked about trying to avoid stupid fouls like that so he can stay on the court, be available for his team, as he is the most important player on this Grizzlies team, in my opinion. So I think if he figures that out, I like him in that spot, minus 5.5 points against Austin Reeves. I mean, it's Austin Reeves. I know it's been kind of a fun little story. Um, gives me, like, Linsanity vibes. I'm sure it's a lot more sustainable than that. I'm just being a hater as a Grizzly fan. But, he's. I mean, since that first game, he's averaging 12.5 points per game, which is right around his average. So, I mean, you get 20 from Jaron. You get 12 from Austin Reeves, and you ca- cash that easily. So, that's really all for today. Again, I wanted to give you guys some plays, but also just rant, get back on the podcast. I know it's been a minute. 
But with this kind of format of the podcast, and I've talked about it before just with injuries and stuff, it makes it difficult. But that's going to be the podcast for today, guys. Make sure, as I said, to go check out that play of the game that's already over on the Bluff City Media socials. Also, make sure to follow Bluff City Media. Check out the website. Check out all the great content that's there for the Grizzlies, Tigers, 901FC, Showboats, everything Memphis sports-related in the town. Make sure to check that out. Um, And, yeah, I'll see you guys next time for Game 5, which will be in Memphis. I'll probably be in the building, so make sure to set that out in enough time for you guys to get the plays in. But for tonight, thank you guys for listening, and go Grizzlies.